Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as also your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. There was a priest uh, by the name of Father Mark Toops. He's a priest of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, Louisiana. And I got to know him in the summer of 2013 uh, when I did this 10-week program out at Creighton University in Omaha. Anyway, Father Toops, he was, he was a very challenging uh, preacher. And he, would, he said one time, he goes, Brothers, if you can't say amen, just say ouch. And I thought about that this morning reading this gospel. Man, I just... There is something so tremendously challenging in the Lord's words today. I just want to encourage you, go back, crack crack open your Bibles when you go home and and open up again to Luke. It's Luke 6, 27 through 38. If this didn't strike your heart as as challenging, I don't know if you were listening. I, I think there's something, this is one of the most difficult passages I think that we have in the gospel where the Lord is commanding his disciples, not requesting, not asking nicely. The Lord is commanding his disciples, if you would be my follower, if you would follow in the path that I'm laying out for you, if you would be my disciple, then you love your enemies. You pray for those who persecute you. You do good to them. The little context here, I think, is powerful and helpful. So Luke is writing right around... The year 60, right around the year, yeah, right around the year 60 AD. 
Luke wasn't an eyewitness. He wasn't one of the twelve. He gathered his source material from the apostles and, and especially from Paul. What's going on at the time that Luke is, is putting these words to paper, or parchment, whatever he had, the church was being massively persecuted. Like many of the people that Luke had probably already talked to had been, in terms of the apostles, they'd already been martyred. They'd already lost their heads. They'd already been crucified. They'd already been filleted alive. He's talking to Paul, who's in prison, in, this, in the prison of uh, Caesarea Maritima. He's getting information from Paul, who had been shipwrecked and beaten and, and like left half dead, spending nights on the sea. Like This is Paul, who had been a persecutor of the church, who had encountered the merciful love of God. This is a church that is being like rounded up and thrown to lines. This is a church that... Just for Nero's entertainment to keep his garden parties going at night, he would round up Christians and set them on poles and light them on fire for nighttime torches. It's where we get the phrase Roman candles, right? Think about that next time you celebrate 4th of July, right? And here you've got Luke writing to the church, putting the Lord's words to paper, love your enemies, like for, for them at the time, they weren't just like abstract enemies. They weren't just people who made their lives a little bit inconvenient. The enemies weren't people who, you know, maybe just thought a little bit different than they did or maybe had a slightly different worldview. No, the enemies were the people who had swords on their hips who would crucify you if they found out who you were. Like, and Jesus is saying, those people love those people. Love those people. Like, as I was praying with this again this morning, I, this, this, like, question came up in my heart, and maybe it did in yours too, like, Lord, who is capable of this? Who is capable of this, right? Like, I don't know about you, but there's a part of my heart that I would much prefer a gospel, I would much prefer a Jesus who says, like, who allows me to think less of my enemies, I would love a gospel that allows me to ignore my enemies or keep my enemies at a distance or a a gospel that allows me to figure out ways to convince my enemies that they're wrong, that their way of thinking is wrong. A a, a gospel that allows me to go to war with my enemies, to harbor hatred against my enemies, to harbor frustration, to let it foment because, yeah, that'll motivate me. Jesus commands love, love, love. Again, who is capable of this? Only the one who realizes and realizes deeply that I was also once an enemy of God. Like the only way that we're able to do this is because God first did this for us. Right? That Jesus says, like it's not you who chose me, it was I who chose you. I think it's St. Paul who says, while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us, the righteous for the unrighteous, the godly for the ungodly. Like only one who realizes that I have been loved when I was an enemy of God can love my enemies. Like today's feast day, St. Peter Claver, you heard in that opening prayer, he made himself a slave to the slaves that he would, uh, when the slave ships would come into the port, I think it was in Spain, when they would come into port carrying hundreds of people, men and women, children, I mean, 
Imagine what those slave ships, what those cargo bays were like. The kind of awful and human stench and suffering and misery like you can't even imagine. Those slave ships came into port and Peter Claver rushed in there to be with them, to minister to them, to take care of their wounds. He would, when they were unloaded, he would move into the places where they were held and he would bring medicine and food. And I love one of the biographies I read that he would bring brandy. <laughs> it's great. Here you go. Here's some brandy. It says he baptized over 300,000 slaves and instructed just as many. But like that right there, like Peter Claver is an image of the incarnation. He's an image of Christ. Like he's an image of Jesus moving into the awfulness of humanity, enslaved and blinded by our hatred of goodness, right? That we were the enemies of God and God comes into that. He presses himself into that. And it's from that place, that realization, man, maybe from there I can love my enemies. Right? Because I'm not loved because I think right or because I have the right ideas or because I'm so good. I'm loved just because I'm loved. You're loved just because you're loved. And like, who am I to think, well, I'm allowed to have people that I don't love? Christians are not afforded the luxury of not loving people. We do not, we are not allowed to draw a distinction that says, I will love these people and I will hate these people. We can hate ideas. We can't hate people. That's the difference. I just want to invite us again today to soak in this incredibly challenging gospel where Jesus commands us to love those who don't love us to do good to those who don't do good to us, to give to those who won't give back to us, to extend ourselves to those who don't care. That's how, our, that's how we are like our good and loving Father. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. May the same be said of us. Amen.